This podcast is a member of the Place to Be Nation family. Visit us at placetobenation.com, the only place to be in your pop culture world. Misfits and siblings, welcome back to the PTV Weekend Special on this Super Bowl Sunday. Super Bowl Sunday. I am Scott Criscolo with the doctor, Dr. G, Georgia Blino. The pleasure is all yours. I can't wait for the Super Bowl to be over. Yeah, enough neither of us really care. Of Taylor I mean, Swift, too. I'm tired. Huh? Yeah, yeah. I think the NFL and see, I kind of feel bad for. Listen, I am not against romance, and if Travis and if Travis and Taylor have a wonderful marriage and have fifty kids, I am excited. But the NFL has and CBS in particular has ruined it because they can't stop showing her, and I think she's. I think they kind of made it worse, so it's going to be um, incorrigible trying to watch this game today between the Chiefs and the Forty ers now, you haven't really cared about a Super Bowl since 2011. I haven't cared about a Super Bowl <laughs> since 1995. Um, I just want to win money. Parlays, baby, parlays. Um, but we're not talking football. We're talking wrestling. And uh, a lot of news for both the NWA and TNA, the NWA news actually is good. The TNA news, unfortunately, is not quite so good. We'll get into both uh, um, today. And then I'll, I'll, I'll want Dr. G's opinion on this whole Cody, Rock, Roman, all this fucking goulash going on for WrestleMania. But, as mentioned, this past Tuesday was the premiere episode of NWA Power. On the CW. I gotta say, Dr. G, I was actually pretty excited to see it on a different platform. I know you liked YouTube because it was free, but the CW is free. So um, you, you don't even have to sign up for it. You just go to the site and watch it. Um, so the first episode aired this past Tuesday. And it was obviously uh, uh, part of the taping they did at that NWA paranoia back in... Uh, early January. Um, so all the matches were title matches and uh, more of that will be coming this coming Tuesday. More from that show in, in uh, Fort Lauderdale. Um, the venue was very weird. Uh, it was almost like the NWA was wrestling in a pit. Did you notice that? It was like yeah. the ring was on the floor and then there was like these raised like rafters or some shit. It looks it like it was weird. like a it's like a nightclub type of thing. It honestly was similar, I have to say, Doctor, to the place Zep Zep Zeppos, Beppos, whatever the name of the fucking dump was that I saw GCW at last August um in Detroit, SummerSlam weekend. They were they were like the ring was like in an orchestra pit. Of course, that place was a five hundred degree shithole. Um this place I'm sure was slightly better, but it felt the same way. There wasn't much ringside space what did you yeah, think of it was that revolution live 
That's right. What did you think of the, uh, like, overall layout? I was fine with it. It was okay. I mean, you know, for what it was. Kind of reminded me when WWE was trying to do the the um, shotgun Saturday night type of thing, have it in a nightclub kind of thing. Yeah, they did some at Penn Station. Yeah. Yeah, it did feel like that, actually. So this first episode, there were uh, three matches, all of them title matches. Um, the first match, the NWA World Tag Team titles were on the line. Your champions, Blunt Force Trauma, Carnage and Damage, defeated Jax Dane and Tim Storm in four minutes. Once again, it was Aaron Stevens and the Loaded Glove. Um, he is an amazing uh, manager, and I think he is one of the one of the many highlights that I like about watching NWA Weekly is Aaron Stevens. I I eventually I don't know if he'll go to back to WWE. Um, I don't even know if he'll go to AEW, but I can most certainly see him perhaps uh, in TNA as some sort of mouthpiece or wrestler if he wants to go back into it. But he is a a bright light in the NWA right now. He is. I've always enjoyed him since we started watching him in 2019. Yeah, I agree. Um, yeah, he was uh, he was um, he was pretty great. And his loaded glove retained the tag titles for uh, Blood Force Trauma. Uh, not much in the way of promos in the middle, I noticed. You have to remember now, unfortunately now, NWA has to air commercials. Not just their breaks, but their actual, like, actual commercials. You know, because it's a CW feed. Because I've watched, you know, I watched a ton of shows on CW, all my DC shows, Arrow, Flash, Legends of Tomorrow. So I'm used to watching stuff on CW. So at least NWA might be getting some ad revenue if they're getting a, you know, if they're getting a cut. You know what I'm saying? Um, so they can't do as much. That's the only bad part. They can't do as much stuff because, um, uh, you know, commercials kind of get in the way. You can't make the show that long. You know what I'm saying? True. Next up, the... NWA World Women's Championship, your champion, Kenzie Page, taking on Tiffany Nieves. I think she's from one of the branch-off territories that NWA is working with, maybe the one that uh, EC3 kind of works with in, what is it, Dayton or something? Um, Exodus Pro? Yeah, Exodus Pro Wrestling. I think this. I think she's from there. Um, fun match, and they gave it time. It was almost, it was a little over eight and a half minutes. That was a good little ti- little women's title match. Um, Kenzie wins it by spraying hairspray in, in Tiffany Nieves' face and then hit her finisher. Uh, I think she is a solid uh, heel champion. Yes. Um, obviously, now the women's division is wide open with, uh, obviously, with Camille gone. So the, uh, the women's division is now wide open, which is, I think, a good thing. Um, maybe finally this is the chance for Natalia Markova to win it. Um, there, I don't know, there's a whole, there's a whole group. There's a whole group, um, you know, that, that can, that can become the next champion. Um, I miss Camille though. I miss Camille too, but unless she was going to win it again, she was just going to be a shadow over the company. So I think she's, I think she's better off now. Right now, it sounds like she's going to go to AEW, which is probably a good thing. Um, 
she was originally going to probably go to NXT, but I feel like with with Jade Cargill there, Camille's kind of the same wrestler, so she's probably more needed in in AEW. Then we had a couple of other, you know, pieces. They did some NWA shop stuff. They talked about some of the matches next week. There was a really good promo by Mims. Mims, our world television champion. Of course, he's going title for title with um, Max the Impaler, who's the women's television champion. Why they're doing that, I have no fucking clue. But that's next week. But Mims did actually a pretty great promo. Uh, it was the first time, I feel like, uh, Doctor, that it's the first time we've really seen Mims' personality kind of stand out. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Um, so not really uh, totally sure what they're trying to do here with that, but right. <laughs> like, why are you trying to combine the championships? <laughs> right. I I don't understand that either. Um, I mean, I mean, the thing is, if you're going to have it in the men's division, I guess have it in the women's division too. I mean, um. Because I was going to say, well, maybe, you know, they realize they have too many championships. But if they're still going to keep it in the men's division. I, I think it's going to end in a no contest or something, obviously. I don't think they're going to I don't think they're going to do it. I think that's kind of stupid. Um, <laughs> I think they're just doing it for a gimmicky thing. But any event, that matches next week. Then our main event. Um, which was the ultimate match of death match. For the NWA World's Heavyweight Championship, your champion, EC3, against Matt Cardona. Um, this match was actually a lot of fun. It was uh, a lot they of used fun. A, they used a ton of weapons. Uh, I have to say, I think they stole some gimmicks from GCW because they actually used, like, actual doors, which GCW <laughs> uses. They use window panes and shower doors, and they use a bunch of weird fucking shit for their weapons. Um, I thought it was a ton of fun. I thought... Both guys really laid it out on the line. Um, they they slammed each other on piles of action figures and um, uh, thumbtacks. Um, they used they smashed each other with gold steel chairs. Both guys got busted open. The only thing that hurt the match, uh, CW actually changed the changed the the video to black and white when they both got busted open. Well, EC3 got busted open first. That was odd, and I thought it was your TV. But they did they did uh, graphics at the bottom left of the matches for this coming week, and that was in color. So for some reason, the CW changed the video to black and white during the match. Yeah, I'm not um, sure it's it, it, because of because of being an app because of certain age. I, I don't I don't really I don't really know why they did that. Yeah, I don't either. I thought that was uh, I thought that was a little odd. I don't think it took away from the match. I'll, I think it was fine. Um, I don't think it took away from the match, but, uh, it was a little weird. Um, 1647 was the match time. EC3 got the win. Um, Cardona came close a couple times. They really told a pretty good story. Um, I think it, I think that's the match. I feel like even though EC3 has defended the belt more than I think even Tyrus did. Um, I think this match kind of legitimized him. As a as a solid, whether anybody likes him or not, um, as a solid champion and a solid worker, so I think he's good for NWA at the moment. And Cardona did somebody. the job. So he what? You know, Car- Cardona did the job for him. Yeah, he did. He did. Um, you think Cardona likes 
just being his own. I mean, yes. he works his ass off, but you like you think he likes just being an independent, you know. Yeah, I think he does. I mean, kinda, obviously, kinda his wife's his own schedule. What do you want? Well, to you do? know, he can do that. You know, his wife obviously is making exceptional cash, so you know, I don't think she, uh, I don't think she's hurting, and I don't think they're hurting as a married couple in terms of income. So, I think, uh, I think they're okay. I think she could do she. She takes in a decent amount of bread. Not to say that. He's not making good money, but obviously, you know, he works in a bunch of different places. He's been GCW. He's been to NWA. He's done. Um, I don't know if he's done New Japan. Um, did he do any MLW? I think he's done. I feel like he's done some MLW. So I think he does like the the schedule. Um, again, he's not under pressure to make a ton of money because his wife's not doing too bad, you know, with her employer. So, um. And it was a fun match. I really enjoyed it a lot. EC3 retains the world's heavyweight title 1647 over Matt Cardona. Um, I have not seen. Let's check. Uh, I don't know if there has been any matches set for hard times. Four. Um, let's see. It's coming up March 2nd. There was no matches yet. That's their next big show. It's coming up on uh, Friday night, March 2nd. Sorry, Saturday, March 2nd. My bad. From the Dothan Civic Center in Dothan, Alabama. Um, they say it's a pay-per-view. I don't think it is a pay-per-view. Uh, it was mentioned a couple times on Power this week. It is a CW taping, so um, it's not a pay-per-view. And I think in a couple of weeks, if it is a pay-per-view, then you will see it on probably Triller TV, the former fight, as a um, um, as a pay-per-view to buy. So, but I have to say, I have to say that the, uh, I think the show looked really good on the stream. I think it gives it credibility. This could be a good rebound for the NWA and they still need work to do. I think they need to really, they need to make some kind of splash signing. I don't know if they will, but they really need to. Um, but I think they look, uh, I think they looked really professional, even though really the graphics and the. The production and the layout of the show really doesn't didn't change. Just being on the CW and not just on YouTube, I feel like made it look a little bigger. Yeah, I mean, I'd like to see, um, I'd like to see like or find out like what where what direction they're trying to go in, because there was such excitement when they were like, oh, we're going to be on a top twenty network and right, you know. There was a lot of excitement around that. Like, oh my gosh, we're going to have a another wrestling show on, you know, regular television. Right. And, you know, 
I'm assuming he is getting some cash in this deal, and then the, the, to give so give him a little infusion of cash. But um, I think he's going to have to grow some of his stars, you know, like the Mims, you know, guys like that, that uh, guys and, and women like that. Um, I think he's just going to have to grow some. I don't think he's going to be able to afford unless it's like a, a veteran that kind of has been everywhere else and, you know, wants to still work. Right. Um, yeah, I, I think. I mean, having like a guy like Matt Cardona on your show from time to time is not a bad thing. No, I don't think so. I don't think so. I mean, like we said, look at, look at, look at somebody like, you know, LA Knight now, one of the most popular guys in, in wrestling right now was with the NWA. Yeah. And, uh. You know, he's probably going to get a big match in Philly. So, um, again, next week, let me try to think. Mims and Max Dean Paler will have their dual TV title match. Um, I believe Kratos and Odinson will defend the U.S. tag team titles against the, what is it, the scumbags or the scuzzbags, whatever that stupid team is. And uh, our boys, the Southern Six, are wrestling next week. I forgot who their opponents are. I can't believe I'm brain farting. But they're wrestling next week, too. So it should be a pretty good episode of Power again this week. And, of course, we will break it down for you next weekend here on the show. Let us shift gears now to uh, total nonstop action. Now, unfortunately, um, the episode of impact this week kind of got overshadowed by a um big personnel move that happened earlier in the week um kind of came out of nowhere to me i know let's go through the card quick for this this past week's episode of uh this past week's episode of Impact. Uh, Chris Sabin defeated John Schuyler uh, in 7-11. Tasha Steeles defeated Zaya Brookside. This match was actually taped back in uh, January in Vegas. They're back in, in Florida now. Um, Zachary Wentz defeated Mike Bailey. Speedball was on this week. Good match. Um... Jordan Grace and Trinity, so this is one of Trinity's last matches before she became Naomi again, uh, defeated Giselle Shaw and Savannah Evans in 636. Of course, Jordan Grace is defending her knockouts title against Giselle Shaw um, uh, in a couple of weeks at No Surrender. Khan defeated Ori Gold and Richard Adonis in a two-on-one handicap match. Khan, of course, the former Connor from uh, uh, from, uh, NXT. Josh Alexander defeated Alan Angels in 353, and Alex Shelley defeated Eddie Edwards in 1340, which was also a very good match. Of course, Alex Shelley, at no surrender, is getting his rematch with Moose for the TNA world title. Pretty solid episode of um, of Impact this week. But the big news 
of course, was earlier in the week when Scott Demore was fired as as TNA president by Anthem. Um, I was shocked. <laughs> I was stunned. Uh, and of course, as usual, you know, first thing, what does the first wrestling fan think? Oh, some woman probably is accusing him of groping her or slapping her in the ass or something gross because, God forbid, every wrestling firing must have some salacious backstory to it. Not everybody is Vince McMahon, everyone, okay? Not everybody's a fucking scumbag. This is a more of a business difference of opinion uh, firing. Anthem, apparently, wants to be more visible as the owners of TNA. Um, I don't know why. That's not their job. Their job's just to own the brand and funnel cash. No one gives a shit who you are. No one cares about your stupid owl logo or whatever. But the rumor was, and it's kind of a solid story, Scott Demore approached Anthem about buying TNA. He had a backer. Apparently, he had a bank. And uh, unfortunately... The buying, the purchase didn't happen, and eventually, um, Anthem cut him loose. I think that was a very trigger happy thing on Anthem's part. To be honest, I I feel like Scott Demore has been a big part of of you know TNA's recent success. He's like a he's a lifer. He's been with TNA since fucking two thousand three. In their 21 and a quarter year existence, he's been around for all but one year of it. Um, Kind of sad. The talent apparently is pissed. There's a lot of of support for him on TwitX. Um, There were two company meetings... TNA meetings. One was with the talent. One was with the, like the staff and production group and everything. The talent meeting was run by Gail Kim and Tommy Dreamer. And they talked about the situation when they said the news, there was an audible gasp on the zoom call. And Tommy Dreamer said, if you want your release, take it up with Anthem. Wow. Um, I am curious as to what happens over the next, like, month. Because if a lot of talent goes to them and says, you fucked, you got, you guys fucked up, I want out, they may bring them back. I don't know what Anthem wants. I don't know if they want to be like TKO, because as we've seen over the last couple weeks, TKO is sticking their hand too deep in the fucking cookie jar. But I don't understand what Anthem wants or what they're looking for to be more visible, to be more branded. What do you want to put, the fucking Anthem owls on the turnbuckles? Like, I don't get it. What the fuck do you want? You're not supposed to be visible. You're supposed to be silent. You don't see TKO all over the goddamn on Raw or SmackDown, for Christ's sakes. I don't know. What do you think of this whole thing? I don't know. I'm not sure... 
Uh, I mean, it seemed like they wanted somebody that was, you know, because they want to streamline things and they want to um, take advantage of of the way it sounds like of the way television is being watched anyway is totally different. So, I mean, I don't know what happened with the whole thing with him and wanting to, uh, Scott DeMar wanting to purchase. And maybe they felt like, okay, we don't want to take his offer. Is he going to be, you know, a pain in the neck? I don't know. I re- I, I was just totally shocked. Right. And I feel like he had a lot of respect. Scott Demore did amongst, you know, the staff and and the uh, the workers. But, you know, you could put it out there, oh, Lee, but, you know, depending on who it is, I mean, people do have to put food on their own tables and... You know, if they know they don't have a shot in WWE or AEW, they're going to stay. Mm-hmm. Now, you could get somebody maybe like an Alex Shelley or somebody like that that may may get a, a shot elsewhere. Um, but, I mean, I don't see Scott DeMore coming back no matter what happens, to be honest. I, I, it, I, I, the, my, the, the decision still boggles my mind, to be honest. Mm. Uh, I just found a story on PW Insider and WrestlingHeadlines.com. So a major update. This is from Thursday. Major update on Scott Demore and the potential reason he was fired from his position as TNA president. Rumors have been circulating that Demore's termination was due to a previous scandal. But oh, PW what? Insider has confirmed that not to be the case and instead shines a light on what really occurred. The report says that Demore clashed with the head of Anthem, Len Asper, about the direction TNA should be going. Okay. At some point, Demore approached Anthem with a major banking institution to buy TNA outright. While the offer was considered, it was eventually rebuffed. Anthem clearly does not have some sort of plan for TNA, with the report noting that if they wanted to sell, they would have taken Demore's offer or sought bids from WWE or AEW, which would have been fucking stupid. Insider also reveals that Demore was aware that he was most likely being let go and that his attempt to buy TNA, which he's helped rebuild with success during his time as president, was a last-ditch effort. It is reiterated that Anthem hopes to do something with TNA as they recently integrated the promotion under their entertainment wing. So, okay, so he had a little clashing. He wanted to try to buy it. They didn't want to sell. So, okay, we got a disgruntled guy here. Let's get him out of here. I mean, that's what they're feeling. Pretty I'm much. I'm saying yeah. he was disgruntled, but. Right. Yeah. The scandal was, I, I think I read somewhere, it had something to do with Don Callis about, I don't know, eight or nine years ago and some sort of harassment against uh, some female wrestler. But it wasn't Scott Demore that did it. It was Don Callis that did it. Um, but that's not the case that nothing, nothing went down. This says this was not, this was not anything of a, uh, sexual nature, which is obviously the first thing people thought of. Cause that's the only thing that's, that's the only reason apparently you fire somebody is for salacious reasons. Um, I am, uh, 
I am a little worried. Once again, we jump, you know, a promotion. We get, I get, we get behind. Things seem to be okay. Seems, and then of course the, you know, the cookie jar has to be upset. Just like TKO. Yeah, it doesn't sound like the guy that that's taking over has a lot of wrestling experience. So now, are you going to bring somebody in to run that part of things, or are we going to have, you know? Muckety mucks that don't know much about the industry booking it. It's going to be like WCW in the early '90s with Jim Hurd and those guys. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, just like TKO giving Rock too much leeway and practically fucking all this shit up. But that—that's another beast. We won't get. That's the whole other thing. We're not going to get into. <laughs> um. Again. Their next big show is coming up in little less than two weeks, February, Friday night, February 23rd. It's No Surrender from Louisiana. Alex Shelley will take on Moose for the world title in a No Surrender Rules match, whatever that is. Probably like a no DQ. Um, Jordan Grace will defend the uh, Knockouts title against Giselle Shaw. And... Chris Sabin will defend the X Division title against Mustafa Ali, which is that's a big coup for them because Mustafa Ali was getting pretty hot in WWE. I think he's a good I think he's in a good place in TNA, and I think he actually beats Sabin at that show and becomes the X Division champion. They did announce this week that their next pay-per-view will be Rebellion and will take place on Saturday, April 20th. From the Palms in Las Vegas. So they're going back to Vegas for their second pay-per-view. Like they did their first pay-per-view last month at Hard to Kill. Well, of course, March. So the, the TNA's reg- schedule looks like this. So no surrender on the 23rd. Um, in Louisiana. West, Westmore, I think it's called. Westmore. Then March, I think it's the 15th, maybe it's the 9th, I have to double check, let's double check that, Um, I believe it is, let's see, TNA Sacrifice, here we go. So Sacrifice is the show in March, and that will be on March 8th. So Friday night, March 8th, will be Sacrifice from the St. Clair College in Windsor, Ontario, which they've done shows at before. That'll be the March show, and that will be on TNA+. Plus. So that, that if you have TNA+, Plus, that's included. And then the next pay-per-view will be Rebellion. That one is unless you have the their big, you know their big, uh, um, what do you call it? Their big uh, package. That is a pay per view, and that will be on April twentieth at the Palms Casino Resort in Paradise, Nevada, Vegas, and that will be on pay per view. So that one you'll have to pay for. TNA pay per views are forty bucks, and they do four of them. Hard to kill in January, rebellion in April, um, slammiversary in July, 
and Bound for Glory in October. The other shows are all free. Or included. I'm interested to see what direction the company goes in without Scott DeMar, though. Uh, I am as well. I'm I'm a little I, I'm I want to say I'm concerned. I have a feeling they're gonna bring in somebody. I don't think Anthem's gonna be dumb and bring in some schnook. I think it's gonna be somebody with some chops. I just don't think they trusted Scott Demore because I think they think Scott Demore was getting a little too big for himself, which is a you know kind of a dumb thing. So time will tell, Dr. G. We will see. That'll do it for this week's show. Not much to get into otherwise. Um, it is Super Bowl Sunday, so if you're a Chiefs fan, good luck. If you're a 49ers fan, good luck. I could care less either way because my two parlays, <laughs> involve, my two parlays involve both teams, so I don't really care. Um, we will be back next Saturday with our next episode. We will, rec- as usual, we will recap NWA Power and TNA Impact. Um, and, uh, look ahead to, uh, again, no surrender, which will be coming up and then hot times, which is until March. That is going to be a, I wonder how that's going to work. Dr. G. I wonder if they're going to, I wonder if they're going to, um, uh, do like a, uh, Like tape it as a full show, and then T- and then CW just puts it on their stream, like on the power thing, like under the window. Hmm. I don't know. I really. It was funny. Like I said, I would like to. It would be nice for Billy to be on a show. You know, an interview. Where we hear something from someone. Like what the direction is. I felt like we were going to get some answers, and then kind of went in hiding on it. Mm. I'll be curious. I'll be curious to see uh, uh, how that how that uh, shakes out in terms of whether they put the post the whole show or however that's going to work. Anyway, that'll do for this week's show. Doctor, always a pleasure. Follow us on Twitter at PTBN Wrestling. We got a big week coming up. Uh, take a check at this past week's episode of Place Be Nation's main event. Myself, Andrew Reich, Ryan Gray we talked about all sorts of stuff and uh, WWE. Um, AEW, we talked about the Scott Demore thing, so check that out. Um, new episode coming up this week of um, Hamburg All Stars, our good friend Luke Jennings. New episode of Place Be Podcast. New episode of Extreme Resurrection with Mr. Grunberg, etc. Uh, so uh, take it out, check it out on Podbean and all of your podcast catchers. We thank you for your consistent, uh, always support. Uh, enjoy the Super Bowl, and we will talk to you in a week. I'm Scott. He's the doctor. You're not. Ciao. Go Niners. Ciao. Go Miley Cyrus. A Monday warrior, mean, mean stride. Today's Tom Sawyer, mean, mean pride.
Get your on.